Insights, a podcast by Pharma.Aero. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Pharma.Aero collaborative podcast. I am Frank Rangelder. Let's today explore how the cool chain needs to adapt to the future complex pharmaceuticals. And we have three guests with me in the studio, all three participants and supporters of the Pharma Logistics Mastercard, Cooljet, SkyCell and Jazz. We have with us Diego Luiza, Director Global Dry Ice Manufacturing Systems Applications, Cooljet, Mohamed Nu, Business Development Director, Software and IT Offering within SkyCell. And we have with us Leticia Sherry, Euro, Middle East and Africa Pharma and Healthcare Sales Director at Jazz. Mohamed. It becomes clear that the development of new types of therapies and the different innovations around them are challenging the logistics industry significantly. How do you perceive this within your industry segment? Well, Frank, you're absolutely right. We're a new company, so we're 11 years old. We came into the market already with a lot of challenges that we had to adopt to cold chain in general is the only space that we actually operate within and everything that we do is temperature controlled and sensitive products. What we do is we implement IoT and software internally but also we provide it to our customers as a solution to be able to understand how their supply chain operation actually works. As part of the container side the IoT has always been an embedded service to all our to our containers. It was for two reasons. First of all, we needed to understand how our containers perform to also make it better. But in the same time, we've always been collecting the data and storing the data that we generate out of these IoT devices that sits inside the container. And currently we have billions of data points that we actually harvest to our customers' benefit by providing them a platform that we call Secure that the customers can actually use to optimize their entire supply chain processes from creating lanes and understanding how the lane risks are using the past history of our shippers um, data. So looking back at how their entire lanes looked like and using this data to simulate how a future shipment in a future lane would actually perform so that they can optimize not just their operations, but also maybe the cost. So innovation has always been in the bloodstream of SkyCell and it doesn't stop here. We're only getting started. Leticia? Indeed, uh, Frank, as a service provider, it is uh, our responsibility to be close with the pharma manufacturers to understand all the IT challenges that they may be facing, packaging uh, solutions as well, the cost that is embedded into it. And we have to be adaptable and flexible. When we talk specifically, for example, about clinical trials, um, it is to have the flexibility, the adaptability to move small volumes uh, with high value products to a relatively large number of locations within a consistent manner and keeping in mind that also a patient is behind it. Overall, into pharma and healthcare, you have to keep in mind that it is about saving life, improving life. Diego, go jet. To add on what Mohamed and Leticia said, we do recognize that the logistics industry, specifically the cold chain, needs to be agile and to adapt new practices such as real-time tracking. Uh, they have to develop new packaging solutions that are, uh, you know, that they can resist uh, temperature fluctuations, for example. But also, let's not forget that sustainability is a must right now in the industry as well. You keep we here in the masterclass, we keep hearing it 
hearing more about it. And we in Colgate recognize that opportunity because we are all about dry ice technologies that put recycled CO2 to work. So ever since COVID hit and the pandemic, we have recognized a tremendous opportunity that an untapped market that could definitely benefit from our solutions. Let's stick to that sustainability, what you said for a moment. And this brings me to the second question. Today, we speak about reactive ecosystems versus sustainable, environmental friendly and affordable ecosystems. Because for me, it's a contradiction. So my question to you is, we need to be very sustainable, environmental friendly, but very reactive as well. So are we then early adapters or are we just trustful followers? I think, honestly, a combination of both. And sustainability is not only about the romantic idea of the environment. Uh, we are facing a scenario in which the cost of energy is rising. We have more and more uh, environmental regulations coming up in, in the different governments. And also the, the consumers have a growing demand for sustainable products. So, yeah, I, I think it's a, a combination of both. Uh, we need to be willing to adapt new technologies and practices that, that reduce the, the environmental impact, but also to keep an eye on not to adopt solutions that are not effective, cost effective, I mean, sorry. Leticia? So yes, I would uh, actually um, follow what Diego just mentioned. As a new kid on the block, companies within the pharma and healthcare, we actually benefit from the fact that we take the best practice. We use the successful models and we take it from the top of the curve. For example, since we are in Singapore, one of the big uh, CO2 emission points is the buildings. So not only the transportation, but the buildings. And within Singapore, we made sure to have like a sustainable building who has them incorporated inside temperature control rooms. It cleans itself when it needs it. It uh, ventilates itself as it needs it. That's saving energy as we see a lot of cost into it. the energy is increasing a lot. That's one of the examples I wanted to give. It's nice to give the example of cross-industry pollination that you learn from other successful models to see what you can implement in yours. So then go to SkyCell, uh, Mohamed, and answering this question. Since we're an innovative company, and I said that we're 11 years old, so uh, sustainability has always been an integral part of the company. Actually, if you look at the three main pillars that the company operate under, one of them is sustainability. So from how our containers are extremely sustainable from every side of the business, but also when it comes to our software offering, we look at sustainability as a very important part of our uh, solution offering. What we can help our customers is identify what would be their CO2 uh, footprint. And from there, the customers can actually look at lanes, not just from a risk point of view or even cost point of view, but they can also look at the carbon emission and the carbon footprint of their lanes, looking at the CO2 as an integral part of the risk management of any new lane. You all look at innovation and how to implement it. And that's actually my next question. And I would look first to you, uh, Leticia, for this one. We ended question two, early adopter versus uh, trustful follower, question mark. But now the question is, okay, how important is innovation and what are the biggest challenges to stay ahead? So uh, the biggest challenges that we have, it's to find a balance between time and cost as well. So time, I would put like actually like sit together, brainstorm about it, have workshops around innovation, around sustainability, around data sharing. 
then have dedicated people working on it. And also, um, when it comes to implement, it comes to funding sometimes as well. It's also a, a roadblock. And then, of course, for you, Mohamed? I think the biggest challenges when it comes to innovation is the adoption of the technologies. For example, looking now at the AI, and everybody talks about AI, there is absolutely no regulations at the moment that would limit the innovation within the artificial intelligence space. So looking at that, at what we do within SkySail and our software offering, there is a lot that we can innovate and there is a lot that we can actually add into the market. But looking at the pharma space and the regulation within the industry, we really have to adhere to a lot of different regulations and certifications that pushes us back from an innovative point of view because we can actually innovate when it comes to software and from machine learning and artificial intelligence perspective way faster than the regulations that could be implemented within the pharma supply chain. Diego, what are your biggest challenges to keep ahead and be innovative? Well, uh, to go back to the, to the full question, is innovation important? Of course it is. I mean, it's, it's an obvious answer, but uh, also because innovation talks about solving problems and, and um, Innovation can be very expensive when you're developing new technologies from, from the scratch, but it also doesn't have to be reinventing the wheel. You can combine existing technologies and come up with an innovative solution. An example of that is taking an isolated packaging and combining it with dry ice, which has been in, in the market for more than 30 years. And uh, regulatory environment would be a, a big challenge for us. There are many misconceptions about dry ice because we're talking about CO2. Even if it's recycled, it still has a lot of stigmata to it. And uh, that's one of the things we're trying to address with a collaboration we're doing with the University of Antwerp on the sustainability of dry ice as a cooling medium. And uh, we're very excited to, to see that project uh, unfold in the future. So thank you all for your insightful contribution. And it's clear that being at a masterclass, I heard many times uh, cross-industry collaboration listening to other ideas, listening to researchers, working with researchers like you say, Diego. So I think you made a great contribution to when it comes down to innovation. Thank you also our listeners for being with us today. I hope you got inspiration from our talk. Stay tuned for more to come. I am Frank van Gelder. Till next time and all the best to you. Insights, a podcast by Pharma.Arrow.